Hello and welcome to the cfphysio.com and CF Strong Collaboration podcast series. My name is Jen Hauser. I'm a physiotherapist with almost 20 years experience in cystic fibrosis care and the project lead for cfphysio.com. Together with CF Strong, we have joined forces to bring to the CF community real-life insights and personal experiences on all things physiotherapy and CF. CFphysio.com is a not-for-profit organisation striving to deliver evidence-based education in CF physiotherapy management to healthcare workers and individuals impacted by CF. CF Strong is a website designed to inform, educate and empower adults impacted by CF through the sharing of individuals' personal journeys of living with CF. We hope you find some value from listening to the podcasts we bring to you in this series. Please remember the content is not intended to replace your usual healthcare. Please discuss any concerns or questions you may have with your healthcare team. It's a privilege again to have Sam and Robin back in the studio to record our second chapter uh, of Sam's journey navigating fatherhood with uh, a chronic health condition. Sam has cystic fibrosis. Uh, is a physiotherapist by trade, a keen exerciser, and we're really grateful, Sam, to have you with us again. Hopefully those listening have heard the first part of this podcast and learnt a little bit more about you and your childhood uh, and upbringing with cystic fibrosis. And thank you for continuing to share with us this journey of navigating fatherhood with a chronic health condition. And Robin, as your physiotherapist, thank you again for joining us. And we really look forward to this conversation. I will catch up with you guys at the end of the session. Thanks again. Now we move into the very interesting part for you, which is the journey of looking at trying to become pregnant and what that actually looks like as a male with cystic fibrosis and what is involved in the steps of that. And I'm sure we're all very interested to hear because it's an area that not many of us know much about. So if you could just give us a little overview of that. Yeah. um, So just to give uh, our listeners a bit of an idea, we we tried for seven years to have Caleb, um, of which well, nearly all of that was going through IVF. Um, so uh, that is a journey that could take volumes of books to uh, cover. Um, but to give a quick little snapshot, um, obviously blokes with CF um, are, are unable to have children naturally. Um, they're able to produce semen Um, They just can't get it out because the vas deferens, the little tube that gets it out the normal way, gets blocked off. Um, So it's not that they're entirely sterile. It's just they they need a bit of help. Um, So we went to the IVF clinic. Uh, We actually went to three all up over our time. Um, The general idea, it's pretty simple. Um, They come along and they extract the semen with a big needle <laughs> and and then they have to um, harvest eggs from from the woman, uh, which is a horrendous process because it involves heaps of hormone injections to have them overproduce eggs that are then harvested. And then in the 
lab, they take the semen and the egg and pop them together. And hopefully the little baby embryo survives. And if it does survive till day five, they will take that embryo and then the doctor will put it uh, into the, the mum's, onto their uterus lining. And then hopefully the embryo sticks and then starts to grow and the mum gets pregnant. So, I mean, logistically, it's it's a pretty simple idea. In practice, however, it can be very quick and easy or it can be exceptionally difficult. Um, for example, my um, brother, they their first go with IVF, you know, they had a, a beautiful little boy um, straight up. But with us... I don't know how many cycles it took. I've, I've lost count, but it was over six years of cycles. Yeah. So the results are, are varied and uh, obviously some people never have success. It's, it's, not a, it's not a foregone conclusion when you start out. And then just writing the cycles, anybody who's been a parent, you know, when they're trying to conceive would know the cycles of ups and downs that come with that, but you add in the knowledge that you have an embryo inside you or, you know, for, for the mother. Um, usually people don't know that. They're just trying, you know, naturally to have a baby. So they don't know. They can relax. But you, you know there's an embryo in, inside, you know, your wife or inside her. And, you know, that just – it's easy to say don't, don't stress. <laughs> it's another thing to do it. And then you add on top of that all of the hormones and everything else and – and then the repeated disappointments that come and come and come. It's a dead set emotional roller coaster uh, that that can be a difficult ride. Um, that's not to say that people shouldn't do IVF. It's just I think to give a bit of a realistic account of it was it was a tough journey, to be fair. Yeah, and the ups and downs, the emotional roller coaster, as you said the high of expectation and then the lows. And in amongst all of that, how did you and Tamara keep going? Because that is a very, very long time. So what do you think helped you through what was an incredibly emotional, challenging time? Uh, that's a good question. Um, well, I think each other. Um, you know, sadly, a lot of relationships don't survive IVF um, because of the emotional roller coaster that uh, that happens. You know, at no point, although it put a significant strain on our relationship, at no point did we blame each other. And you know, I'm really grateful to Tamara for that because, you know, I know it's not my fault, but the issue is me and um so it could it would be easy to somehow in some deep primal way to be you know to, to put place blame um but she never did that ever and so I'm really thankful for that and I think that's probably something that helped mm. we have a wonderful family around us who are very loving and supportive mm. and we also have a wider um faith community that are just phenomenal. They're, they're a family as well, just not biologically. And the way that they 
loved and supported us uh, as well. So we we had people around us um, who were just amazing and they helped. And at times, to be fair, they carried us through some really dark moments. I can remember probably the darkest moment of my life was when we miscarried mm-hmm. a time and and we'd got pregnant finally after so many years and there was the elation of that and then suddenly uh, out of nowhere it seemed um, uh, we miscarried and that was um, a, a real moment of breaking for me um, but the people around us just loved us through it, through that. And, you know, like we, we didn't tell everybody what was going on, but there were the core few who we knew who would support us and love us and speak life into us and encourage us and pray for us mm. and believe for us when we didn't have belief left, you know. Um, so I think that, that community, not turning on it, making a decision not to turn on each other and then having that community around us, Maybe something else that helped is we had several breaks. There were times when we were just like, we need to stop for a while and we don't know when we're going to go back. We're just going to give this a while. We, um, Mum and Dad helped us go to Hawaii in one of those breaks. That was just a wonderful uh, time to relax and chill. Um, yeah, so I think community around us was was very helpful. Yeah. It takes a village, doesn't it? A village of care and love and faith. Mm-hmm. So thank you for giving us the opportunity to hear what was a deeply personal um, experience, but the wonderful, as you put it to me in your words, you said, Robin, we've got a miracle. Mm-hmm. And the wonderful miracle was the birth of Caleb and We were so grateful that you have had the opportunity to experience having a little baby. So please tell us about how your world changed when your new little boy turned up, what it looks like managing your CF around having a newborn baby with a wife who's just given birth as well. So if you can just give us a little bit of insight, we'd love to hear. Yeah, so I think it's probably cliched, but it's absolutely true. You, your world turns upside down. Um, I remember that the first night that Caleb came home, it was the night from hell. Gosh, it was bad. And <laughs> we both, Tamara, woke up in the morning with the very, very little sleep that we'd had after, you know, a night of screaming. Um, Caleb was screaming, not us. Uh, and we looked at each other and Tamara looked at me and she just goes, that was the night from hell. And I'm like, yeah, it was. It better get better. <laughs> so, but any, any parent uh, who is a parent knows that those first few months are pretty hair-raising. But then somehow, some way, it just sort of gradually gets better and you get into some form of routine. And once you get routine back, gee, everything gets better. And having a baby is a wonderful joy, uh, an amazing privilege, uh, an amazing, uh, a fearsome responsibility too, um, to bring another life and raise that life in this world. And I think probably above everything else, having a baby takes time out of your life in the sense that you're dedicated to this new, beautiful little creation that 
seems to scream louder than you think they could. And that has a direct impact upon my ability to look after my health because, as we said before, to do the daily treatments that keep me consistently well, uh, that takes time. And so now there's this major other time factor coming in that's of exceptionally high priority. And I have to say I'm figuring it out as I go. Like I wouldn't say that I've um, I've got it all together yet, Robin. And actually I was thinking about this podcast tonight and you guys like asking me about how to be a dad with CF and I'm supposed to have a, like have it together or whatever. And I've got to tell you, I'm shattered. Like I'm so tired <laughs> in this moment. There's been a lot going on in my life recently from all different aspects and forms. Mm. And I actually feel in this moment that I'm actually not managing well um, my time and balancing things well uh, at, at right now. However, I think that um, something that both Tamara and I decided before Caleb was born uh, was that my health would continue to be the priority mm. and that I would continue to do my treatments and that nothing would uh, get in that way, you know, on a on a day-to-day basis. Nothing um, out of the ordinary would, would get in the way. Um, and wonderfully, Tamara has continued to allow me to do that, which places an extra burden on her to do that. But I've been able to, to continue exercising and doing all of my treatments I, I do, however, take a lot of time, um, whatever spare time I had before, like there is none now uh, because all of my spare time is taken up in trying to, you know, give Tamara a break from looking after him all day and let her have an hour to herself mm. um, when I get home from work or whatever. And so I'm I'm having to, before Caleb was born, my life was really well organised and structured exceptionally well. And that's how I was able to stay well. And now uh, that structure is having to change and I'm trying to figure it out as I go and I'm making, I'm not sort of getting it all the time, Um, but I think I've got at least enough of it right so far that I haven't fallen in a heap, Um, although at times I felt like I was about to. Mm. Um, Yeah, so attempting to keep... Um, some of that structure or at least get back to it when when you can and um, prioritising those daily treatments is, I think that's what's kept me well um, through these nine months. You hit the nail on the head. When you said sometimes life gets in the way, I remember talking to you on the phone and you were in the middle of the Upper New South Wales floods and you were part of the crew that were supporting and helping everyone. And you said, Robin, I've had three days. I haven't been able to do what I usually do and I can feel the wheels starting to fall off already. I'm going to have to regroup. And it is so challenging, isn't it, to we all have bumps in life and we all have times that um, we get hit with curveballs. You now have more curveballs than you've ever had before yeah. that you are having to manage to maintain your health, your work-life balance and 
um, that is where, you know, how do you see yourself evolving and growing into it? You said you are working on it and you are making those changes. And what, if anything, do you give yourself the luxury of letting go of when it goes crazy like that? What do you, from a physio perspective? As in, do I do I let any of my treatments go? Yeah. Well, when the floods hit, so um, for those of you probably remember, northern New South Wales got entirely smashed in, uh, in those floods. And um, the first sort of two weeks there, um, I, uh, Tamara and I run a charity through our church, uh, ministering to the people in our community. And so we were heading up at least our church's response to the floods to help the community. And uh, that involved a lot of mud armying. And uh, you guys probably saw or maybe have been part of the mud army. Um, so from an exercise perspective, I counted my mud armying as exercise <laughs> on those days. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like two birds, one stone. Um, <laughs> but I think um, when those things come, like who, who nobody predicted, for example, the flood and everything else that was going to happen there, and there's lots of things in life that hit us that we don't expect, I think for whatever else shifts around, um, for me, from a health perspective, there's two things that I uh, must do. Uh, and even if I was to miss a day, that I would do it the vast majority of the days. And, and that is that I do my uh, nebulized treatments, the chest clearance, um, at my exercise, and that I get enough rest. Okay. Yeah, that was exceptionally difficult during the floods and it still is now because um, there's lots of charity work that I'd like to be doing that I am actually actively choosing not to do or doing less than I would like um, because, like, for example, this afternoon I, um, uh, I ran into some homeless people and they asked us that they know us and they asked us for some food and some other things. And this afternoon, as I said before, I feel like I am at the end of my limit at the moment. And so I actually said, look, hey, I want to get that to you and I will get that to you, but I'm sorry, I'm not going to get it to you today. And just because I know that if I keep pushing myself, well, then it's going to fall in a heap. Yes. So I think prioritising, whatever comes along, prioritising those things, that the treatments and then the rest is what's stopping me from falling apart. And to be fair, a lot of the times I do feel like the wheels are falling off, but that's when Tamara, you know, kicks me out of the butt and says, stop. <laughs> it's actually there's a funny story. Um, she, um, oh, I'm not allowed to say this. <laughs> um, well, I said it now, I'm going to do it. She was worried like, the other week that I was doing too much and that I'd go out and do all of these things. So she actually hid our keys <laughs> so that I wouldn't get in the car and go and do things, which is an absolute um, credit to her because she knows when I'm falling apart and, um, and you know, does what's necessary to make sure that I don't do, do too much. Uh, I don't know how well I answered your question, but um, that's what I 
what I can think of at the moment. No, the way you've answered that question is you have given us the realisation that it's important we help you to know that you can always say no as well because you're putting your health first and learning to say no is one of the hardest things that we can do and that's all of us but learning to say no so that you prioritize your health first Tamara is helping you with that and we are very grateful to her for doing that and as am I (laughs) yeah and so this work-life health balance that you are now navigating you are teaching us along the way too so we thank you so much for everything that you have given us today and it has been amazing to actually have the insight and I've learned so much today too Sam because for once We're not actually talking about all things physio in amongst our chit-chat about the other things going on in our life. And actively listening to you has been such a privilege. So thank you very much. Oh, Robin uh, and Jen and the whole CF physio show team, um, it's a real honour to be on here. And um, I don't know a lot, but hopefully um, something that I've shared today will um, resonate with some people and hopefully give them hope. Just actually, can I just say with the IVF stuff, I I did paint a pretty, you know, bleak picture of it, but, you know, we'd actually chosen to uh, give up doing IVF and give up our, you know, road to to have a child. Um, It's just that we had one egg left and we thought, oh, we'll give it a crack. And so, you know, it's cliched to say, but it's it's true um, that, Caleb was the last shot that we had and, you know, and praise God, it, we've, we've got Caleb now. So, yeah, I, I um, just want to throw in some hope there for some people that might, uh, might be needing a bit. Yeah. Sam, I, um, I, I tell you, some people ask me why I do all the cfphysio.com work and as a volunteer and it's because it is a true you say it's an honor to be in this studio but I feel very very privileged to be able to be part of these podcasts and Rob your rapport with Sam and and you guys have worked together obviously for a long time it is is truly a pretty remarkable experience and I I Sam your honesty in what you shared with us and and I've said this before to some of our guests the vulnerability that you showed as well um you know CF is is a cruel cruel condition really in its unpredictable nature but then listening to you share that story of IVF and that emotional roller coaster and and 7 years that is enduring for any individual but also a relationship and and I I don't think you should apologize for sharing how bleak that was in in moments because it was the truth of what you um navigated and and testament to your relationship with Tamara and both of you as human beings 
Um, and I think Caleb is a very, very lucky young man to have a dad like you. Um, your discipline and diligence and persistence, as Rob said, oh, my gosh, you put me to shame. And I won't tell you you need to read it if you haven't yet because you probably could write the book, but Atomic Habits, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but yeah. um, it's about habit formation in life and it's it, how we can create our habits is about how we want to be seen as a person mm. and you have totally epitomised that in how you've navigated your journey with CF and how you've chosen to not let CF define you but but say who you would like to be as a person and you want to be a person who, you know, is fit, mm. is passionate about exercise and, and seeing the elixir that exercise can be to life. And that has obviously then helped with CF, but it doesn't feel like a chore to you, although I'm sure some days it does. <laughs> but I think um, also, as I said before, like I, th- I think recognising males with CF as those unsung heroes of what you guys actually do also go through and and any individual male or female navigating parenthood with CF there is that whole other component in your day that you need to somehow factor and there's so many things that you want to give but you constantly having to still prioritize your health and and other things have to miss out as a result of that and um you, you can tell you don't look at that negatively. You, you continue to focus on that extremely positively and with a lot of hope. And, and I just, yeah, I think you've said it as it is real. And, and so, you you know, you haven't sugarcoated it. And I thank you for that. And I think a lot of people in the CF community will as well. Thank you, Jen. Thanks very much, Sam. I, I do need to say going through the IVF journey and then being in the room while Tamara went through labour, I've just got to say, women are frigging superheroes. Oh, my gosh. You guys are amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you recognise that, Sam, because before we got into the studio, I'm going to let everyone in on a secret here because you told on Tamara about hiding the keys. Um, Sam, I I asked if Sam was going to go there about the whole process of um, the semen extraction because I think that is an area that a lot of people in the general community don't understand. And and he did make the point that, you know, he wanted to try and get a few sympathy votes because, you know, that that would get them because of the very big needle. So I'm really pleased that you recognise that women... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> go through a lot but anyway we're digressing here yeah no it's true far far more absolutely I think clearly in your relationship though Sam there is very much mutual respect for each of the journeys that you are both having to navigate and how you do that together in a partnership and and Rob said it as well and we've said it in previous podcasts is it takes a village it takes a village to to you know raise a child but I think it takes a village to navigate CM 100% and I think being able to have the capacity to recognise your limits and and recognise when you need that help, mm. you know, that's not an easy thing to do, um, but it's a very brave thing to do and, and certainly at times we need to just confess that we're not okay. So yeah. um, and it's helpful, I hope, for some people to be able to hear that from this podcast. Mm. Absolutely. As I said before, there is a danger that the three of us, and that's why I stepped out for most of it, could probably talk for the rest of the evening, but we mustn't because time is precious. We have just learnt that. And, Sam, you have a lot of good to give, but you're probably, well, hopefully you've done all your physio treatment now. But 
I did. I did them earlier. I do. Correct. Uh, one last thing, I promise, and then I'll go. But I do love when Rob asks, what, what, what do you, what would you let go? You know, like no. things. Really <laughs> and you really struggled to answer that. You were just like, oh, well, actually, I don't yeah. know. Well, I'd exercise, and then I prioritized my inhalation therapy, and I prioritized my air clearance. I was like, oh my gosh, let's put you in a little jar of sprinkles, and we'll just sprinkle that all around. <laughs> To people without CF2 so that we can all prioritise. But but I have to tell you, Jen, this will make you laugh because I've never forgotten it. I used to go, oh, Sam's a physio. He knows exactly everything he needs to do. He's got no problem. I don't need to tell him a thing. So I didn't used to tell him a thing. And then somehow we started talking about inhaled tobramycin and he goes, yeah, so when I do my inhaled tobramycin and my airway clearance combined and I went, what? 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 And he goes, what? And I said, can you just say what you just said again? And he goes, yeah, so when I do my inhaled tobramycin and my airway clearance combined, and I said, who taught you that? And he goes, um, and I go, you're a physio. You should know better than this. (laughs) You probably can't even remember, whereas I remember it as clear as day when you did that to me, Sam. I I do remember it, Robin. (laughs) I was... I was cringing. I was cringing before you said it. And luckily, I didn't bring it up in this forum. No, well, I think for those still listening to the podcast, if you haven't tapped out yet, that's a really good lesson for physios, not the physios with CF, but for the physios treating individuals with CF and particularly adult individuals, we can often assume that they already know because we're pretty sure we might have told them or they might have learnt along the way, but we need to be very open-ended with our questions and find out exactly what you're doing so that we can help you optimise your therapy. Anyway, I'm going to sign off here. Uh, Rob and Sam, don't sign off just yet. We're wrapping up. But um, everyone, thank you very much for listening in. The podcast will be available on cfphysio.com and also feel free to head over to CF Strong, who we continue to collaborate with to bring these podcasts to you, thanks to the Circle of Care Vertex grant. And uh, we hope you have enjoyed it. We will definitely have more to come. And thanks again, Rob and Sam. Really, really appreciate having you in the studio tonight. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. We hope you have enjoyed listening to this podcast. This podcast series has been made possible through the support of Cystic Fibrosis Tasmania and a Circle of Care grant with Vertex Pharmaceuticals. Thank you to CF Strong for their support and collaboration on the series. You can find this podcast and more on cfphysio.com. CF Strong will be your favourite podcast platform.